Sports Podcast. I'm Charlotte Wilder here with Mark Titus on a beautiful Tuesday morning. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great, Charlotte. How was Mother's Day for Aunt Char? Does does, does Aunt Char celebrate Mother's Day in any way? Does there is there a vibe around the Wilder House? Well, talk, Aunt Char, talk to us. yeah, she celebrates it a lot. She's a little pissed actually because uh, she didn't hear from Joe Burrow. She didn't hear from Mookie Betts. <laughs> like you know, she thinks that these these guys are like her kids, and you know, she gets it. They're not. They're her nephews. But like she, Mother's Day, you think it'd be nice to hear from them. You're the mother of this show, though. So in that regard, you heard from a lot of... This is a great segue. If I wow. can stop myself mid-segue. Yes. Uh, <laughs> in that regard... I see where you're going. You heard from the children of the show. Okay, this is starting to get weird. <laughs> you got oh emails. God. You got emails is what yeah. I was going to say, Charlotte. We got to get <laughs> into a Mark, because uh, you, I know, have a special Mother's Day situation that you're still going to continue celebrating. I Yeah, I do. Also, uh, I have... I, I want to preface it by saying... Preface this show by saying um never have you sent so many text messages before yeah. we've sat down to record the show you you uh you gave me homework for the show you, okay you had to look at one commentary and one video look i knew that listen in my defense first of all i i did okay i'm not sorry i felt a little bad because I know it's earlier your time, but um, I knew that we have a time limit today. And so instead of, you know, having you look at things as they happen, I was like, prep for this and then we can get through the email. And how many minutes heads up did you give me for this, Charlotte? <laughs> Would you say over 20? under like 27? Yeah. I learned I don't know. in that moment, Charlotte, Charlotte would be the cool teacher in school where she like, like the, the state mandates that you have, like your math teacher and like the, the kids have to do these certain, you know, check marks or whatever. Yeah. And they have to know how to do these things. <laughs> And like, you know, by, by these certain dates and like the date comes and you're like, oh, damn, we never talked about. It. OK, so uh, everyone just go home and Google like quadratic equation. Um, ask your parents. And, uh, uh, you know, if, if, if you have trouble, just just look at the back of the book. All right, come back to, come, come back to me on my day. <laughs> totally. And I'd be like, look, guys, I'm going to be honest. I totally forgot to teach you long division. So what we're going to do is when it comes time for state testing, look at me look and at me. I'll <laughs> silently write it on the board. And then you just copy that down and don't tell your parents. <laughs> I had a teacher one time. I remember uh, she's a history teacher or a history. I guess it was social studies back mm -hmm. in like fifth grade or whatever. I guess that's what they called it, which is weird. Why is it social studies? Doesn't social stuff like now that you're an adult, doesn't the term social studies feel like you should be like serving the homeless or something in that or class. like teaching people how to interact There's, not like losers yeah, yeah, yeah it's like social studies we're going to talk about the pilgrims and you're like what what does that have to do with social <laughs> I studies forgot that social studies was a thing until you just like what did we what was that weird, history was that like, was what like was history it? slash geography slash like what i mean we need if you're a social studies teacher write in and tell us why is your field called social study i don't also understand because like, what your field is yeah, like so, social studies should be like sociology. It should be like right. now the reason some people are poor is here we go, and you're, you're like talking to fourth graders, and they're like, "What? They're like, Capitalism?" <laughs> well, that actually, what were you going to so, say? Because this uh, is a perfect no, I, I segue. Just, I, I remember doing a test, and uh, she she was the cool teacher, and mm -hmm. um, she would always like have so much information on the. She wouldn't write the answers on the board, but like if we were doing like, you know, countries of South America, there would be a South American map that she forgot to roll up from yesterday's lesson. You know, that's like just like because we had the deal, uh, you know, I, I don't know how school worked for you, but in public school in Indiana, you would have like the the um, the above the chalkboard.
board was like the rolly, yes. the things you could pull down. And yes. there were like 30,000 things you could pull down. And it was yes. like, here's the times tables. Whoop, all right, let me like, <laughs> and that one goes back up. And you're like, here's South America. Here's, you know. And uh, she would pull down the South America one, say, and then it would be time to take the class to go through all the countries of South America and just right over there. Was yeah, the I love there. it. Yes, that's you, you know that's, she thought I, about it. That's you. I feel like that, that would be your kind of teacher. Anyway, that's a really I'll high up. compliment. Thank you. Well, this yeah. actually segues perfectly into one of my favorite emails we got this week. Mark, I was laughing to myself reading these when I got like that we first of all we don't deserve the people who listen to this show like the people who listen to this show and take time to write in I am obsessed with you guys I'm so grateful I I truly was just cracking up by myself as I read this so here is um here is the one I'm going to start with there are two actually that are about um social studies kind of but this is where we're going to start it's called misconnection ish from Zach Halsey Hey, Charlotte and Mark, I guess, if this gets read on the air. I'm currently listening to last week's mailbag pod, and I just need to know if one of the people that emailed last week was an old teacher of mine. Someone... Oh, no. <laughs> no, just wait. <laughs> you're gonna... You're gonna love this. Someone named Dylan Reed. This is only... This only works if it's spelled that way. Gonna be really awkward if it's not. LOL. And this guy's name is spelled D-Y-L-A-N-R-E-A-D. Wrote in talking about James Madison being underrated. I didn't think it had a chance of being him, but then he mentioned being a history buff and the Mr. Reed I know, in all caps, taught world history. He was one of the actually cool teachers and had the most fun in his class, but then he was randomly fired one week. I just remember him kind of being melancholy and saying goodbye to all the students one Friday. Then the next Monday, he wasn't there. Very confident it wasn't for anything bad. It was obvious that the principal and he didn't get along so well. The working theory is that he moved to either Africa or India for some teaching program, a million question marks in parentheses. But the mystery has bothered my friends and I for eight plus years now. Ever hopeful, Zach Halsey. Oh, my God. So first of all, I have some bad news for Zach, which is that it's spelled the Dylan Reed who wrote in was it was spelled Dylan R.E.E.D., not R.E.A.D. But Mark, this is now now our next detective case is we have to track down Mr. Reed. Where's Mr. Reed? He's, where is he, wh- Dylan Reed? Uh, he, he's in where? Africa or, or, India, or India for some teaching program. But this is eight years ago. So we need to put the people to work. And if anybody knows where this guy is, who used to be a history teacher. Oh, my God. He's going to be like the what's the story? Uh, never mind. Bad reference. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, the- self-censored. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like we got it. Uh, like we solved the Babe Ruth murder mystery, so now we need a new one. This this is insane. Yeah, this is crazy, and I I, I can only imagine the disappointment. And what what's the guy that wrote in's name? Zach Halsey. Zach Zach. I'm so sorry, because Zach I like I, I I'm putting myself in his shoes, and he's hearing this, and he's like, oh my god, is this is this my teacher? And he writes in, and then now you're reading it, and you're crushing his dreams. Oh, no. Um. Man, you got me excited because as you were reading it, I was like, "Oh my god, is this is this a thing?" We we should find him. We should find him. I think we, we should, should find him. I think it, we should find him, and we should, uh, yeah, we should somehow use the resources we have here at at the People Sports Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> if anyone has eyes on Dylan R E A D, write in, help us out. Take all of our resources that we use to draw pictures for winners because that's the best gift we can give people. <laughs> that's all we can really afford. Take all of those resources and instead point them towards a worldwide manhunt 
<laughs> Honestly, Mark, the number of emails we got today about James Madison made me think like, okay, we're either doing something very right or very wrong for a sports podcast. Hearing, hearing myself say worldwide manhunt and talking about money, uh, I have... <laughs> I'm going to add this to the list of like, if I become a billionaire, yeah. what I'm going to do with my money is... I I, I I guess <laughs> again self-centering myself uh self-centering myself jesus tough tough start to the day um <laughs> you're doing amazing I, I i think charlotte it would mm-hmm. wouldn't it be fun to if you had just billions of you had money to blow to just like find <laughs> wow in my head it would what? be like fun it would be fun to just like find people if you're just like there's this guy that, like but then it sounds very creepy and stalkerish but it's okay like, liam neeson <laughs> jesus christ no i know what you mean like if people it'd be fun to like investigate i don't know just be hire fun a to bunch just be of like, private investigators and like just be defined just to find them i don't know and you're just like i just want to find you're, and you're just like someone give me a name and you're like, yeah, uh, there's this guy in China. And you're like, I'll find him. Well, <laughs> I hate to like break it to people. Mark. I don't and it's need, just I a don't... big Easter egg hunt. Like, what else is there? In the... here's, here, here's where this comes from, Charlotte. I'm going to stop you before you roast me too much. Uh, <laughs> we, we are born in a time. This is not a novel thought. I did not come up with this thought. But we were born, like, way too late to explore the world and way too early to explore the galaxy. There's kind of nothing for us. You know what I mean? Like we've already every corner of this earth has been overturned. There's not like so the the explorer in me is like what could I do? How could I explore? And I guess that's why all the rich guys are trying to go to Mars, but in my mind I'm like I don't know, maybe just like it, what about human easter eggs? <laughs> Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? And it's like I'll find her. <laughs> this is bad. Cut this part. Do not cut this. I, uh, it didn't sound that creepy. And then, like, like I'm not like trying to stalk her to like get no, no, money no, or. or I, it, it, I would just go shake the person's hand. I'd be like, "Found you." And he'd be like, "What? <laughs> what do you mean you found me?" I'm like, I found all you. I'm, all I'm trying to say, Mark, is it? I don't think you have to be a billionaire to do that. Like, I think we're literally doing Facebook. that right now on our podcast. <laughs> you can go on the internet. You can Google me. Like, anytime go- a friend of mine starts dating someone new, I'm like, all I need is a first name and maybe a job descriptor, and like, you can really. <laughs> find people um but Here's, i'm gonna keep going with the with the james okay, I wanna say, can i can i save myself very quickly i instead of just can, random people sure. i want it to be here the example i should have thrown out is like db cooper or something you know do you know that story yes. of db cooper yeah 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 like that that would be who i would i wouldn't be like looking for like you know jane williamson who lives in like vermont <laughs> like i'm knocking on her door and i'm like gotcha jane <laughs> i think it's funnier if it's random if someone just gives you a name like we don't even know if this person exists at all but you have to go track them down um yeah you want to be like the guy who found the titanic or like finds amelia Earhart's sure. plane. like there is a they, i mean the amount of times you've talked about like exploration in the wild west like there's a part of you man you just want to discover you want to yes. go where no one's gone before you know what I'm going to do it. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? The one thing I do want to say, Mark, is that not to toot our own horn, but I think we're doing a pod. I don't think there's any other podcast in sports media or hopefully the world that is like (laughs) this one. Like we're doing something like this is your exploration. This is your Voyager one. Okay. Okay. So let that fulfill something. All right. Uh, right, We got to continue with another um, history teacher kind of email. This is the, I mean, these truly just made my day. Okay. Subject line centipede continues. Re James Madison (laughs) from Greg from Chicago, who asked me not to use his last name. Dear Charlotte and Mark, not doing the now jump the shark, no pun intended thing of not addressing Mark. 
Like the James Madison emailer for the May 4th honorable mentions, I'm a huge college basketball fan and have followed Mark's work since his earliest Grantland writing. And I've been a loyal People Sports Podcast listener ever since the first episode and have become a huge fan of Charlotte's work. I didn't need to read that part, but I read it because it's really nice to both of us. But then it goes... I am also a law professor. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, no. we, don't, we don't like when smart people listen no, no, to the no. show. This it, is... it, turns, it, it ends up being good. Um, <clears throat> I thought he was going to tell us everything we got wrong. He only like <laughs> slightly corrects it. My sports fan and law professor worlds don't often collide, but they did earlier this week on the day that I listened, albeit belatedly, to the April 29th episode on the draft of drafts where Mark drafted James Madison's supposed draft of the Constitution. As a law professor, I subscribe to an email list that sends summaries of new articles of legal scholarship. Earlier in the same day that I listened to the episode where Mark championed James Madison's role in drafting the Constitution, I had skimmed an email from my law professor service that included a summary of an article entitled, entitled The Other Madison Problem by professors David Schwartz of Wisconsin and John McHale of Georgetown that questioned the conventional wisdom about James Madison's actual role in drafting the Constitution. He had a ghostwriter. Per the summary of that article, quote, the conventional view of legal scholars and historians is that James Madison was the father or major architect of the Constitution. This view greatly exaggerates Madison's contribution to the framing of the Constitution. We argue first that Madison's reputation as the father of the Constitution is unwarranted. Virtually all of the actual drafting of the Constitution was done by other delegates, principally James Wilson and Governor Morris. <laughs> Wait, what? Anyway, so that's a thing. Apparently, James Madison didn't actually draft the, the Constitution. Because this guy goes on to say the email's long, but he says he, he doesn't know these guys, but he knows their work and he can vouch for them. And then he writes, Greg from Chicago writes, I almost emailed after hearing the April 29th episode on the same day I read the summary of the Law Review article, but I'm not someone who does that type of thing. But then, with the double down on Madison and the May 4th honorable mentions, I had to email. The centipede has to Do eat, after all. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't... I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Like, it's it seems wild that they wouldn't just, like, teach you that but in school. But at the same time, that kind of makes more sense than, like, one guy... Like, you think, you think back to that period in history. I mean, think back to, to the current time we live in now, Charlotte. Has there ever been a time where all those idiots in, in Washington, all those fat cats in Washington uh, get along. Drain where everyone is... Sorry. <laughs> sorry. We're all... Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I regretted um, that right as it came out of my mouth. <laughs> all right. Um, has there ever been a time where all the politicians in Washington, D.C. have gotten along, where they've all been like nodding and like, you know, they're smoking their pipes and shaking their hands and like, yes, sir. Good, 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 uh, good, good legal, good legislative. <laughs> I was going. I was good. And then you started laughing. You cut me out. I was going to do it. No, keep, keep going. Uh, has there ever been a time? No. Like everything we know about this country is that it's, it's our politicians just fight each other at all times. They were dueling. Right. And the, the, that's the one thing I know about Alexander Hamilton was <laughs> a duel, <laughs> you know? Um, so it, it, knowing that, it would be hard to reconcile that thought with this idea that James Madison like showed up to Congress one day and he's like, I got it. I, I alone <laughs> right. came up with all this and everyone was like, yes, James. All right. We all like this. Like right. wouldn't there have been like half the room would have been like, no, dude, we're not doing that bullshit. Like get that out. Of 
and they would have <laughs> fought about it. Right. So I guess it makes sense that like it was a group effort that people came together from all sorts of sides. And and then do you think it was just PR? Was it a PR spin that James Madison was totally. the guy? Yeah. That's what it was? Yeah. That's what I think. I mean, I think like this legal scholarship, <laughs> I feel like I could, you know, I'm not a law professor. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> but like, I feel like I could release a an academic paper that's like, um, <clears throat> Abraham Lincoln didn't write every single word of the Gettysburg Address, and people would be yes. like groundbreaking, and I'd be like, yes. yeah, obviously, yeah. like Duh. anybody who, right, like anybody who's written anything ever, you know, you have an editor who probably puts in your best line, and you're like, ah, shit, but you know yeah. what I mean, like so. But I, I appreciate. Um, so James Greg Madison, from Chicago. It was just like, you know, sometimes in Hollywood, they'll just let anybody be an executive producer just to throw their name on it and kind of get, oh, do yeah. you think that's what James Madison was? He's like the executive producer of the constitution, <laughs> yeah, he was but like EP other people did it. And then they're like, I don't, this isn't going to get enough buzz. This isn't going to get buzz. Like, wait, what's the name we could attach to this? <laughs> yes. I like, what about Madison? He hasn't had a project in like three years. And they're like, yeah, that's perfect. Let's they're throw like, his and name he's on he's loaded. <laughs> so he'll definitely put money behind yeah, the PR yeah. push. <laughs> I love it. Um, speaking, we have more presidents, and then we'll be done with presidents, I promise. But um, we got an email, subject line, presidents, if they were alive today. And this is one of the things I texted you, because it's yes. a, a link to a website that this and is from... I, I, I skimmed through it very quickly, but I got it I got it on hand now, so Okay, go ahead. great. So this is from Sammy Clow. Um, Dear Charlotte and Titus, here's a fun article I thought you might find interesting after your conversation about James Madison. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is like, this is really the human centipede now of the James Madison coverage. It shows a rendering of what old presidents would look like if they were politicians today. And it is, it, the reason I sent it to you to look at before is because it took me about 30 minutes to go through the whole thing and just be like, oh my God. But my main takeaway is that Franklin Pierce was a babe. Franklin Pierce, let me find Franklin Pierce. Uh, oh, what? Wait, maybe that's the wrong one I'm thinking of. There's one guy who was like kind of hot and I was like, oh. Franklin Pierce looks like Sherrod Brown from Ohio. Um, uh, Abraham Lincoln looks like Howard Schultz, the Starbucks guy. Yes, he does. <laughs> Wait, where's the... I Hold on, let me just find the... We'll tweet this out so that you guys can see what we're talking about. I, I have to... I Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, Franklin Pierce is, like, one of the better-looking older presidents. He, he's, like, a little jfk <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's just... I, I think he's just younger than everyone else. That's really all it is. It's, like, every other guy in these pictures just looks like... Yeah, you're right. They're half dead. They got a foot in the grave. <laughs> and then Franklin Pierce is like, I have black hair. I have brown hair. And and James like, wow, Monroe looks like... Uh, he, he looks like a mix between Anthony Weiner and John Ossoff, though. <laughs> you see that? Where's one? See, where's where's that one? He's, oh, I uh, see. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. Right. Yeah, Great. yeah. He looks younger. He he. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Um, the one the one that stood out to me where John Tyler. John Tyler looks like Chris Collinsworth. John he looks like an aged. Well, I gotta find him. John I'm, Tyler looks like an aged Chris Collinsworth. Um, I uh. He's down oh below. Doesn't <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 All right. Really so, uh, politics aside, which is, should be the name of our show. Um, <laughs> cause I, cause boy, I really don't want to, I, I know nothing of a lot of these guys' politics. So, uh, I don't my either, apologies. So... If, if any of these men committed genocide, I cannot be held. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of them. I cannot probably. be held. I cannot be held to that. Uh, Charlotte, based mm -hmm. solely on how they look. Yeah. Which one of these guys are you voted for? 
I think Abraham Lincoln is so funny is like he looks earnest, but he also looks really funny. Look, that one cracked me up the most. Like I started laughing out loud when I saw that one. So I'd go, I'd go Abe. And I I, James, actually, no, I lied. Sorry, Mal, uh, Franklin Pierce. He's hot. Franklin Pierce. That's how I, he's choose hot. My <laughs> I choose my presents based on how. Yeah. Can I have a beer with them? Uh, are they hot? <laughs> <laughs> can they can they slide into the DMs? <laughs> you laugh. I mean, I'm from the part of the country uh, where you know if, if the if the president can throw a curveball, like every single <laughs> every single guy I know. <laughs> You're Every like, male in. in my family, I'm like, Dad, what's your politics? He's like, you know, when George Bush threw that first pitch after 9-11, that was one of the greatest <laughs> presidential acts we've ever seen. And I'm like, yeah, but like politically, you, 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 Bush has made a lot of bad decisions. He's like, I know nothing of his decisions. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. My dad never said that. Calm down, everybody. But that yeah, is, <laughs> relax. Come on. Uh, okay. I would say I would vote for... Man. The, the one that stands out to me is James Polk, uh, but he also looks kind of evil. Yeah, but he looks like he looks very powerful. But like, I don't know if that's what you that you know. It's like a double edged sword of like, that's a guy that exudes power and prestige and looks like he belongs in that office. But also, that means he's probably doing some very heinous things. With well, it's that like, power. yeah, he can lead, but also, do you want him to have the nuclear? Codes? Yes, yes, yes. So, but I would still vote for him, and then I would complain every step of the way. Beautiful. I'd like that's guy. how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, we appreciate you listening to the show, but are you aware, Charlotte? Do you think the people know this, that they can watch us on YouTube? I'm not sure the people know, but the people can watch full episodes. The people can watch compilations of me being an idiot. They can watch compilations of you being an idiot. They can watch all of our bad takes about hockey. I mean, it's all here. So please, please go watch us on YouTube because the only thing funnier than hearing us in your headphones is seeing me turn bright red when I get something wrong. Here's my problem to the people at some point i'm going to wear my hair in a man bun before i get it cut so yes. uh there you go watch on youtube for that w- what day will i show up to the show with a man bun uh i don't know we'll find Keep out them together on their toes, and you'll only find out if you watch it on the internet um okay we're done with history for a little bit here um <clears throat> this is an email nathan speck uh this dude wrote us a really long rambling email and then replied to it saying hey charlotte i realize i wrote a whole lot uh, it was a nice email he was saying he likes us but i realized i wrote a whole lot and didn't give you and mark anything to discuss probably hurts my chance of getting read on the pod which let's face it is what i really want so similar to my pet peeve about misunderstood architects <laughs> Don't, don't ask. Uh, what is something that you have some intimate knowledge about, but that the popular narrative gets so wrong it annoys you? Ooh. This is from Nathan Speck. <sighs> That's a great question. Do you have anything that comes it? to mind? The thing that I think of first, it's not really like that the popular narrative gets wrong. It's more about like I have a lot of um, knowledge bases that are absolutely useless. <laughs> Like that have no, like, I know a ton about classical music and boats, which we've talked about and like in my, in my current line of work and in my everyday life. Like, it's just weird when you drop a lot. You're like, oh yeah, that's a Hankley yacht. Uh, it's probably a y'all. It was built in like, I want to say 1960. And people are like, what? Or, or if I'm like, oh, this is, um, you know, the thing about Handel and Haydn is that, that, you know, like it just doesn't like, no one gets that wrong. It's just that nobody cares. <laughs> I just heard you say the, the, the. I know a lot about classical music and boats. <laughs> yeah. Should be like your Twitter bio. Ever I really hopeful. should. Ever hopeful. <laughs> anyway, what's yours? Uh, 
I don't know. Nothing, nothing came to mind immediately. I think of my my dad has one. I, I was just making fun of him uh, unfairly because uh, I can't stress it up. My dad never lets them. My dad's political leanings. I know. But, uh, I know. You were you were making. <laughs> you were bad. like choosing a guy in the Midwest. Yeah, and I just chose my dad. So uh, I will I will make up for that by uh, mentioning something my dad is very passionate about, which is that the the story of Hoosiers, the film, the 1987 uh-huh. film. My father has never seen it, which is is counterintuitive because he's a man that has idolized basketball his entire life and has lived every mm-hmm. second of his life basically in Indiana. Um, but he will not watch Hoosiers. And the reason why he does not want to watch Hoosiers is because the story of Hoosiers, the way he describes Hoosiers is based off this uh, tiny town in Indiana called Milan. Uh, Milan, back in the day, Charlotte, there used to mm-hmm. only be one state tournament. Now there's like, based on how size, the size of the school, you know, you play similar size schools. They hand, there, there are four state champions at the end of the year. Now, back in the day, forever in Indiana, there was only ever one state champion. And so the smaller schools could never win. The bigger schools in the cities would always kill them. Uh, and then one year in 1953, I believe, 54. Boy, I should know that. It's early. Um, I think it was 54. 54, uh, Milan wins the state championship. Or was it 53? I think it was 53, actually. I hear myself talk. 1953, Milan. I got I to gotta look this up. Yeah, yeah, check it out real quick. It was 54. I was right because I had uh, I, 53 was the team. Here's the story. 54, yeah. they went state. 1954, Milan. Bobby Plump uh-huh. is the best player on Milan. He's who Jimmy Chitwood's modeled after. He goes on to play a butler. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, so <laughs> they, they make this movie based on this tiny-ass school that goes on to win. The reason my father is so hot about it is that in 1953, the year before, Milan made the Final Four. And they were oh. a very good team. Like, they brought all those guys back, basically. They were loaded. It was not. It was an underdog story insofar as it was a small school in farmland. It was not an underdog star story insofar as like where did this team come from? How are they doing this? Wow. That if you were okay. around at the time, which my dad wasn't, so I don't know why he's so hot about it. <laughs> he wasn't even born yet. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's a misconception. Is that Hoosiers is based up? But then I told him I was like, they're not called Milan in the movie. They're called Hickory. It's like not a. It's like they took the story of Milan. And they made a fictional thing, you know? And he's like, And he's Don't like, care. but still. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, Hickory. It's like, uh, what should we name this hick town? It's like, Hickory? You know, it's like, try a little harder, yeah. Hollywood. You know? <laughs> I'm going to think about this. This is going to bug me because I know there's something that I do know a lot about and that people get wrong all the time. But I'm, I'm going to think on that. This it's it's very strange how uh, publicly I am very scared to be sure of anything. <laughs> Same. I mean, this Privately, podcast. I think my... we caveat everything we say with maybe or maybe not. <laughs> yeah, around my friends and family are like if we go play trivia or something. I'll just yell at my friends how wrong they are, and you got to go with my answer and whatever. But like publicly, I don't know. You, we, if we started talking about college basketball and I it, between you and I, like I would I would just be like I don't know. I, 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 is that right? I don't. So I'm, I don't think there's anything that I'm gonna be like. Everyone got this wrong. Here's the real story. Because right. uh, as soon as I say it, we're gonna get a thousand emails. And be like, no, you dumbass. You're wrong too. Basically, what happened with icing? That's, yeah. that's the story. Of what happened with icing? Where I was like, Charlotte, you idiot. Here's icing. I was trying to explain to someone like what this podcast is, or like what the mailbag episodes are, and I was like, it's basically like we just get emailed. Every like people write in to tell us everything we got wrong, and then we just keep yeah. going as confidently as we ever yeah. were before. Which is, and then but as you, we you said before, it. we don't pretend to know. Like we admit that. Like I move through the world assuming I know nothing. 
You read these emails telling us how wrong we are, and you put like your positive Aunt Shar spin on it. And you're like, "Wow, thank you, so nice." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, and good I'm, to and know." And as you're reading them, I know that the other shoe's going to drop and be like, "Hi, Charlotte and Mark, love the show, been listening forever." And I'm just like, "Oh no, it's coming." <laughs> and you're reading, it, and you're like, "Wow, so nice. This is so nice." <laughs> the like, best oh, one we've God, ever no. gotten now, though, is love the show. Uh, I'm an avid college basketball fan. New, new scent, new line. I'm also a law professor, and that's where we're both like, oh, <laughs> yeah, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's like getting called uh, into the principal. It's like a criticism sandwich. Um, here's uh, one I, I that don't have isn't an answer. Us. Anyway, to answer the guy's question, I have no answer. I can't think of anything that, okay. uh, that uh, but, but I understand the frustration because it does, I, I, there's nothing that comes to mind. I do have answers. It happens in life all the time where, where I, I, I'll get fired up, but nothing comes to mind. There's we'll nothing, think I don't have it. a pet peeve. Yeah, go ahead. We'll think on it. Uh, this next one is great. This is the subject line is save my family. Um, <laughs> this is from Spencer Rand. <clears throat> Dear Mark and Charlotte. Yes, in that order, as I think I will need Mark's help on this. I'm a fan of the show. And so is my daughter. One thing we share is listening to your podcast since she has moved to Boston from Philadelphia for grad school. For, see, that's so oh, nice. Aww. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Shut up, Here Mark. Here's the problem. <laughs> I am a transplanted Chicagoan and trained my daughter and son to be good Chicago sports fans, even though they were raised in Philadelphia. Our family roots for the Cubs, kind of the mm-hmm. Sox, the Hawks, Bulls, and Bears. Although my daughter rooted a little for some Philadelphia teams and is now a Sixers fan, I've mostly kept my kids in the Chicago fan fold like all fans should be, and my family certainly yeah. is. However, with my daughter in Boston now, I fear she will turn... Even though she says she won't. I think it's somewhat safe that she won't do something as awful as root for the Patriots, but the Red Sox might start to outweigh the Cubs and the real Sox, and the Bruins might steal her rooting heart. Don't you think she must keep up the family tradition and root for Chicago teams? Should I trust her when she says she Mm -hmm. won't? I heard you respond to another email that a Nets fan might eventually root for the Knicks, and -hmm. I fear my daughter will take it to heart. Help! Somewhat hopeful, Spencer. This is very tough. I've uh, I've had this thought myself as a uh, uh, th- this is where my mind goes. I, as an unmarried man with zero kids who lives in Los Angeles, I, I've already started thinking about like, what if I have children in Los Angeles and they grow up to be just like garbage California kids? <laughs> I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to hate my kids. I don't want my kids to be California kids. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, so th- this is something I've thought about before. And it, the, the, the conflict, Charlotte, is that you have to let your kids be their own thing, but you have to keep it in the fit. Like I, it's, it's, Ooh, it's tough. I don't know what to answer. I'm not a, I'm not a father. Like, I don't know how to answer this. My, my brother lives, um, my brother lives in Columbus, Ohio. He's married. He has he has kids of his own. One of his kids is is now old enough to like have his own thoughts and talk and stuff. And you see like the wheels turning of my my brother went to Indiana University. His wife went to Ohio State. You start to see the wheel. He, they live in Columbus, but you start to see like the wheels of my brother turning. Where he's like, I want my son to love Indiana as much as I did. Right. I love Indiana basketball. All that and. I, I I don't know where I don't know if it's like fair to the son. I say this as an Ohio State guys, but I don't know if it's yeah. fair to my nephew that my brother's like, hey son, you should cheer for Ohio State because I went there, or I right. for Indiana because I went there. When the kids growing up in Columbus, Ohio, with Ohio State down the road, you know what yeah. I mean? No, that's tough. so it's it's a it's tough. But, but then at the same time, I'm thinking if I have a child and my child doesn't cheer for the teams I like, I mean, I'm gonna hate that child, which is what my <laughs> California kid's gonna do. He's already grounded, <laughs> son. If you're listening to this, you're grounded. <laughs> if you're listening to this 15 wait. years from now, wait, you're grounded. You know, 
when so when we're somehow doing this show in 20 years and i can and i can i can refer back to this episode and be like hey nephew charles because he's named after me uh your dad hates you <laughs> If Charles, I swear to God, if Charles is like a Lakers and Dodgers, but also like Mike Trout fan, but I guess Mike Trout's probably not going to be playing by them. But uh, you don't know, you that. know, he's 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 a Lakers, Dodgers. The Rams have probably bought their way to to a Super Bowl at this point. You know, they've just kept throwing. No, the Rams money are back in. in St. Louis. The Rams are back. The Chargers are. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's a Chargers and, fan. Can you think of anything worse? But also my son like doesn't even watch sports. He just like skateboards and surfs all day. And then like he'll like turn on the TV. They'll be like, Dad, what you watching? I'm like, it's the NBA Finals, son. I've been trying to get you to watch the NBA all season. It's game six. He's like, who's playing? I'm like, God damn it, son. It's the Lakers in the heat. The Lakers in the heat. And he's like, all right, tight. Go Lakers. He's like, I got band practice. I'll, yeah. Can you pick me up at 10? No, it'll be like... Yeah, yeah. It'll be the it'll be like the Lakers it'll be like the Lakers and the Pacers or something and like the, my small town Indiana heart will be right. like oh my god are the Pacers finally gonna win a title then my son will be like what, what are we watching oh Lakers <laughs> oh, dad the Pacers suck but you know he's the like, problem Mark he's like chew he's like smoking he's smoking a blunt he's like, <laughs> the problem Mark is that you. you will you will still have like been such a good dad that you will have bought the kid a drum set and it'll be yeah. in the basement. And you'll hate every second of every day, but you're yes. like, you got to be your own person. So you're just like yes. at war with yourself constantly. Yep. Sorry, yes. we just wrote yes. out your life history. And but um, I mean, I thought if, it, if it makes you feel any better, I've thought about that, too. I'm like, oh, my God, like, what do you do? Especially like the New York Boston thing, you know, like if I have kids and I'm in New York and like, how do you, you know, it, it yes. becomes a real. But in the case of Spencer, Spencer already did the hard part. Spencer raised his kids in Chicago. His daughter is old enough to go to grad school. She is a she is a Chicago I think you have to fan. let her. Like, Spencer, you did the yeah. hard part. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go ahead and say that at this point, the fandom is a, is so established that um, Spencer, whatever, whoever your daughter is, let, let's call her Spencet. Spencet. Don't do it. I'm saying this as a Boston fan. Don't become a Boston Don't. fan. We are the worst. Stick to your guns. Yeah. Like, I love the Red Sox. And this happened to me. My mom was an Orioles fan when I was in first grade. I turned. I became a Red Sox fan. I love the Red Sox. I can say there are a few things better in life than rooting for the Red Sox. So I'm probably reverse psychologying Spencer right now. But <laughs> yeah, stick she's like, to your well, guns. Okay, what's the time? Stick to your guns. Be a Chicago fan in Boston. It is much more interesting than being a Boston fan in Boston. Yeah. I, I will say, though... I, boy, we're not we're not helpful at all because no. <laughs> I do think there's something. I think th th this. I'm gonna say something that like any guy listening to this is going to uh, throw stuff at. I guess you can't throw stuff at whatever your your, your phone that you're. Watching. You can throw your phone. Know. You can throw your phone. You could your rip your AirPods out. People are gonna be very upset with me. This is this might be the most controversial thing I've ever said. But um, as I've gotten older, I do find that the idea of not of a second team per se. Not not like it's not because there's nothing worse than the phrase like, yeah, yeah, like the Mariners are my second team. Like, come on. What are you talking about? Your second team. But what I will say, Charlotte, is as I have moved to Los Angeles and I've I've uh, I've gotten to know people out here that have grown mm -hmm. up here that are, mm -hmm. are from L.A. and stuff. Uh you want your friends to be happy. You want yeah. you want people around you. You want like like when the Lakers do did win the title, when the the Dodgers won the World Series. Yeah. The the city I lived in was like a better place to live. Like people were happier. The people I I work with were happier. My friends were happier. So some small part of me if all things are equal and I'm watching a Dodgers game, uh even though I'm a Cubs fan and like 
theoretically, there was a run there where the Dodgers would knock the Cubs out of the playoffs every year, and I should hate the Dodgers. Like, some part of me is like, I don't know, man. Like, I want my friends to be happy. Mm-hmm. And if my friends are happy, I'll be happy. So, like, I guess I'll cheer for the Dodgers. If the Dodgers are playing the Cubs, I want the Cubs to win, obviously. But you understand what I'm saying? To where yes. when you move to a new city, I do think that, like, it's okay to have a soft spot for this the, the teams in that city, to follow them, to – to be able to converse with, because you don't want that to happen. You don't want to like go to a bar and everyone's like, "Man, the suck, the socks suck, man. Our bullpen's garbage." You're, and you're the person that's like, "I have no idea what you guys are talking about," because I only watch the Cubs or not, or the white. You know, like I only right. consume my teams. You got to be able right. to like speak the language and empathize with friends and that sort of thing. You know what I mean? I mean, Mark, you're talking to a girl who has a poster of Patrick Ewing behind her. Yes, as a Boston you get fan, it. like you get it, it seeps into you whether you whether you like it or not. Like I, right. I one hundred percent have a soft spot for the Knicks right now. Like I want the Knicks to win. I want the Knicks to be happy. Right. The Celtics aren't good this year, and even if they but were, if the like, Celtics the, and Knicks like play in the playoffs, your instincts kick in. You're like, all right, never mind. Screw the Knicks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, weird. But also, but the but the Knicks is weird because like it would be like it's been so miserable for Knicks fans that I kind you know like it, it context matters too like yeah it, also like I will never like the Yankees like I just that will never ever 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 happen but I also think it matters what city like Spencette has moved to Boston yeah nobody that's tough. You can't, wants anybody nobody wants, to become yeah. a Boston fan like LA is I like LA teams I think they're fun they're sexy whatever Boston teams everyone's like oh my yeah. god you chose that that's a good point like if she moved to Kansas City and she's and he's like I just, you could be you a could Chiefs, be a Chiefs fan, and like, a Royals fan like who cares whatever and yeah, I say this but, as a Pats fan like you don't want like that's nobody a good point. wants you to become a Pats fan I think we've settled it I think there, there are a handful of cities I think it's like Boston LA New York Although you're kind of proving the opposite, but but the the, the joy of New York is that there are two teams and everything, so yeah. you can always pick like the shitty version. And if you're like the person that loves the Knicks and the Jets and the Mets, no one's like mad at you. You know what I mean? Right. Because the Giants and the Yankees win everything, so like you can you can you can adopt those teams as like your soft spot teams, so yeah. to speak. But I do think like L.A. is uh, I, I, it is very hard for me to like say those words out loud. That like I I. I, I don't cheer for the Lakers. I don't cheer for the Dodgers, but I, I don't know. I'm, we call, I, this you know, this, we is, call this, this is breaking my brain. This we is, call this, this one's personal tough. growth. We call this, this personal growth. Tough. We call it maturity. We call it honesty. We'll let people yeah. rip you apart in the email. So I'm not going to do it right now. No, I think, I think, I think <laughs> I'm going to call myself out. Don't do what I did with, if you, if you move to LA, if you move to New York, if you move to Boston, maybe Philly ish. Like, I don't, I don't think Philly, Chicago is just a fun time. Like if you move to Chicago, you got to cheer for the Cubs and the yeah. the Blackhawks and the yeah the Bears. Chicago like, sports that's a fun, are great. That's like, a fun time. Chicago sports are the popular kid that everybody likes. The Patriots are the popular kid that everyone's scared of and shoves people in lockers. New York is like. I I really I think that's it. I think it's New York, L.A., Boston, and Philly. Those are the four cities that if you move there, do all you can to not cheer for those teams. Like if you, if you have teams already yeah. and you move to those cities. Which means that do, you and I are failing. We're failing. Yeah, I know. I'm calling. I'm calling us out. But I, I, I do think that those are the four where it's like it, that is a bad look. <laughs> do, a really do what bad we look. say, not what we do. Yeah, I think those are the okay. four cities that that's a bad look. Okay. All right. I think we solved it. You're welcome, Spencer. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. That's really nice that you that a uh, father and a daughter listen to this. Um. Anyway, okay. Here's another email. Uh. Also, if I hope no one can. I think there's a some sort of lawnmower situation. Mm-hmm. I never know if mm-hmm. you can hear it or not. I apologize. We should, but do, you know we, what? should do, we should play a game of like guess the noise. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. Like a... uh, I keep looking at my mic to be like, are the green dots moving? Because if they're not moving, it means nobody can hear that. But anyway, uh, this is an organic, real, authentic show, guys. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is what you get. Um, wedding hashtags and oatmeal. This is an email from Anna Mendelson. Hi, Charlotte, Mark, Cat, Wes, Moses, etc. First, I just want to say that if you guys did do an email centipede podcast, I would listen to every episode. <laughs> I think a great idea for a segment, maybe in the summer or for one of the episodes where Charlotte talks to herself. <laughs> <laughs> which is like every show. Yeah, which one, Anna? Can I, can I stop you there? But I, yeah. That should be the name of the show. Can I stop you there? Um, we, we, yeah, Because I, I have to bring up this idea that you had, yeah. which is the single worst idea you have ever had in your life, but also we should I've try it. I've had so what the many, hell? yeah. Charlotte had an idea where we both uh, could not hear each other and we did a podcast <laughs> Where, because she mentioned Charlotte talking to herself, she had an idea where we both talked to her. We did a podcast where we both talked to ourselves the entire podcast. Where we 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 are not wearing headphones, we have muted our our uh, you know our speakers. So Charlotte Charlotte talks, she gets done talking, and then it's my turn to talk, and we have no idea what each other are saying. That was an idea think, you threw out. I still think that would be the funniest thing in the entire. Like I think we maybe not for one of the acts. Like we should still do a uh, like a Tuesday a thursday show and then one day just toss in a friday one where we can see each other and we can like try to lip read but we can't hear it and we can tell another person's done talking so we know it's i truly think that that would be we should, i would well, laugh we my do, ass off we can do a segment of a show sometime i mean we can do it for like 10 do you want to try that do you want to try that on, on not thursday? right now i'm not ready right now I'm not my, right my, now my, but yeah. on thir- like Why i think not? we should try it <laughs> <laughs> let's do it we'll set a timer it'll be 10 seconds and we will um talk let's see <laughs> someone's saying someone's saying do a poll and ask the people if they want that so we could but i think we're just gonna do it i think i think the people we know what the people want and it's that they want it. it's definitely that they definitely that but we'll know the topic we'll know we'll know the topic we each will we'll have um We'll be we'll give each other a topic and we'll be like we're gonna talk about this without knowing what the other person saying. Here's the problem. With, here's the problem with this is that I don't listen back to our shows because I don't like to. Right. I, I have the Adam Driver thing where I don't like to uh, hear myself or see my. I just I don't know. I'm I'm right. a hideous beast and I don't want to see it or hear it. <laughs> um, Everybody's talking about your glow up. <laughs> it's bad, Charlotte. So. The only way I would know what you're saying is I would have yeah. to go back and listen to the podcast. But whatever, that's a me problem. That's a me problem. Well, that's, we what, to, that's we why it's to... funny because like neither of us would know what the other one said and we'd have to listen to it. And we'll get off I the show. Say, I'll, usually... I'll be done with the show and be like, we killed that. That was great. <laughs> like... Yeah, exactly. And then don't ever listen. It doesn't matter. Uh, so, okay. So we'll do that. But Anna continues. She said... I think a great idea for a segment, maybe in the summer or for one of the episodes where Charlotte talks herself, right, is to make up wedding hashtags for your favorite sports couples. I think there would be some gems in there. This could also go well alongside the sports spouse draft. <laughs> Which the more that that's a bad idea I had. The more I thought about that, I was like, that is not that is not fly. That is like an early two thousands, early internet. No, idea. no, no. That not if not you a... include women athletes. Like you could take Alexis Ohanian off the board first. Good point. Good point, Charlotte. It doesn't have to. It's not just drafting wives, which is a terrible, well, terrible idea. Yeah, drafting wives. And then it just like... You, know, you the, could draft significant others. Like if you pick um, uh, if you pick Sue Bird as the athlete, you could... Megan Rapinoe is draftable. Yeah. Okay. I, you know what I, mean? I, I think this is a great idea for Fantasy League of like who's generating buzz. But, but you can only generate buzz as the spouse or significant other of the athlete. So like... 
Alexis Ohanan, is that how you say his name? Yeah. The Reddit guy. So like yeah. if he's getting if he's getting headlined for something to do with his own thing, Reddit. But he's not. Most count. of the headlights now no, are like, Alexis O'Hanian wore the most supportive shirt you've ever seen. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like- that's point. Points. Points yes. for that. That's yes. points. Um, and it's like, yes, yeah, so Megan Rapino said this about, you know, the White House, spoke right. out about, about yeah. the White House. And then Sue Bird dunked on this critic of Megan Rapino. Like, points. But if it's yeah. like Sue Bird had 36 points last night, not points. Funny exactly. enough. That exactly. is not points. <laughs> points, yes. not points. So we could do that. There'll be a slow day this summer where we'll we'll circle back to this. Um, okay. Anna anyway. continues. On a different note, please post a Charlotte outfit, O-O-O-T-D, oatmeal outfit of the day on Instagram. <laughs> Fellow lovers of neutral sweaters want tips. Like, Anna, if you want it, I'll do it. She's ever oatmeal, Anna. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh, my God. We do not you deserve You yourself a bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> I know. I said I want to look like a chic bowl of oatmeal. (laughs) You're like, I I did it, Mark. I'm feeling great. I got. I'm. I'm I'm glowing right now. I look like a nice chic bowl of oatmeal. Yeah, you know, my my skin looks amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, here's one called "The Cap Is the Dome" from David Bray. Dear Charlotte, and to a lesser extent, Titus. I'm glad I'm not the only one who believes that the salary cap is an elaborate ruse to make sports seem complicated and less fun than they are. And the fact that every year many teams spend beyond the salary cap or luxury tax threshold in baseball, which I believe is MLB's way of using more words to sugarcoat the still devastating reality that my Red Sox traded Mookie Betts, is proof (laughs) that in reality the cap is dot 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 the dome. The cap is the dome is the sequel to The Ceiling is the Roof, which we are all clamoring for. Who needs Space Jam Mm. 2? I also want to share with you guys my personal favorite athlete freakout that immediately won me over. More than a decade ago, and still with the AHL Providence squad, current Boston Bruins goalie Tuka Rask had not one but two shots count as goals in the shootout. Neither got reviewed, and he loses it, throwing milk crates onto the ice and everything. Because of this YouTube video going around in 2008, I was excited to have this guy in my life and on my team before he was even called up. Ever hopeful, Dave. All right. You so me I this, sent you this you ahead this, yeah. of time. Uh, I want you to watch it. It's incredible. I, I'm, I'm watching it live in real. Wait, wait, hold on. What the hell just happened? God damn it! Technology. How does it work? All right, I'm watching it. Tell us, tell us what Super. you're seeing. So it starts the shootout, right? Yeah. Oh, you sent me like a timestamp part. Okay, there we go. That's what happened. All right, it starts the shootout. Goal. I see the goal. Yeah. Now, you see the goal. Here's, here's, yeah. Who's the red team? Who are they playing? I don't know. Not a goal. <laughs> Wait, now he's fist. Okay, hold on. I can't hear what's going on. Oh, yeah. And then Rash loses his mind. Now he's hitting. He's hitting the crossbar. Yeah. He's talking. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Hold on. The best part's coming. The he's best kicking. Part's coming. He's he's running into the tunnel. He he's he's coming back. He just threw something onto the ice. It's a milk crate. He throws a milk crate onto the ice. <laughs> he threw a milk crate onto the ice. <laughs> <laughs> that is a freak out of all. I knew you were going to love that. That is a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. So thank it you. To like Dave. He almost hurt himself. Like he probably did. If you told me he tore his ACL, he, <laughs> he was going to like, he was going to hit his stick onto the, uh, the, uh, the, the glass, I guess it would be. And then he like slipped real quick and like, it looked like he threw out his knee. That's, that yeah. was, that's a good one. 
And you that's play how, it off. If I were an athlete, that's off. how I would get injured. It would be during a celebration or during a freak out. I think I broke my foot one time when I was a kid. I, I, <laughs> I guess I didn't actually break it, but I really messed up my foot. I got mad. Uh, I had a temper problem when I was little um, playing sports, uh, and I, I kicked the bench. When I was oh, like no, when I was Mark. like in fifth grade, because I was getting well, my uh, the, the, you, I shouldn't put myself on the list. Is that as as though podcasting isn't navel gazing enough? Um, <laughs> I, I should have put my I should have put myself as number one on my list when I was in because uh, I, I hit puberty before everyone else my age, and I was right. I was I was just an ogre out there playing basketball. <laughs> I was just dominating everybody. I had facial hair in like sixth grade, just like just how, wrecking when did people. you how how when did you get to be your height? When did I was you six become four in eighth four? grade. I was six one, I think, in sixth grade. Uh, I was like five. I was taller than my kindergarten teacher. That's how I was when I was in kindergarten. When I was in kindergarten, I was me. taller than my teacher. Uh, but the whole point is, Charlotte, like I would play in these like rec games. Um, oh, this is a fun story. I, we I, we got to get out. We got to wrap this up. But uh, I, uh, let's end on this story. Let's end on, I'll this, end story. on this story. I, I have two. One. Uh, so so the whole reason of bringing this up is that I was so much bigger than everybody that like the the refs were just like dads of the other kids that were playing in the games, <laughs> okay. and they hated me because I would just like stuff their kids' shot all the time. It was so, and I would, and I knew what was happening. I was like, this is the, I'm not fouling. I'm just better than your your dipshit kids. Like I don't, uh, and uh, I would get fouls called on me. That should, and I remember. Sorry. That should be your Twitter bio. I'm not, I'm fouling, not fouling. I'm just better I'm than just your better dipshit kid. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, and and every so often I'd snap, and I and I feel like maybe that was like the real show to these parents. Is like they would probably like have side bets or like what time do you think we can get the tightest kid to, <laughs> <laughs> to throw shit. I, I think third quarter. Third quarter. I bet I can do it by second quarter. Watch this. Uh, so. Um, they uh what I, I i had two one instance i stormed over to the bench when like i i, I don't know if i fouled out or I, I had four fouls and i was getting taken out or something and i kicked the bench and my foot was like swollen for like two weeks i couldn't play any more games like, I because remember, you kicked the bench yeah i kicked the bench i was so mad i was like and i kicked it and i was like wow that hurt and then, <laughs> and then i heard uh and then the other one, this is the fun story that we'll end on, is uh, I, when I was in, I think, was this sixth grade or fifth grade? Famous story amongst my circle of friends who go back that that far. Um, I literally stopped playing. As the ball was live, I got, I, I got called for a foul. And then I go down on the other end. And again, I mean, I'm picturing like, picture like a grown man playing against children <laughs> in a pool where the, like a dad playing against his kids in the pool where like the kids are like hanging onto his arms as he's going up to shoot. And he's like, Dah! it's just Godzilla. That's what I, that's how I play. Um, so I, I go up for a layup and I got these kids hanging on my arm and there's no foul called. And I lose my mind so badly that I don't lose my mind. I just sit down as the ball is live. I sit down and I start taking off my shoes. And my mom, my mom, my mom's in the crowd and she's like, Mark, put your, Mark, put your shoes on. What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm leaving mom. I I literally just took my shoes off and walked out of the gym in sixth grade. That is the most, like you do that. You do that still, but like metaphorically. Yeah, I do. And uh, I I still do that. Yeah. I just, yeah. In my own way. That is the greatest. That is the greatest thing I've ever heard. And you just left. And that explains, yeah, that explains me a lot. Yeah. I just, I just straight up left. I just quit. I was like that. I, cause I thought if I stay, I'm going to probably kick the bench again and break my foot. So so I'm like, I'm going to be the better man. You guys are cheating. Uh, I don't want to be here. Um, I'm better than all your kids. And I, and I honestly, I think at that, in that game too, uh, they had rules like in the rec leagues where like, if you score 20 points, you can't score anymore. Oh, you know, garbage. 
they had like caps of that. Like like the whole scene was just pissing me off. I never played rec basketball again after that. That was it. Like I never I never went back to another game. That was it. They that had it. The they had it like in in the next year, like where you could. Because rec basketball was like every all the kids in the town would like play, mm-hmm. you know. So I was like, it I, was an AAU. Yeah, it was yeah. Like the, so I was like, I'm done with it. I'm just gonna go play AAU and like play with guys that actually know how to play and where I can. If I score 20, I don't get like told I can't shoot anymore and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I took my shoes off, and that was that was the end of my rec basketball career. That's the greatest <laughs> thing. That's off. thank you for telling. That made my day. That made my my. I don't think I ever freaked out oh, on man. a on an athletic field, but like five or six years ago. I got so mad at work that I went into the bathroom and punched the metal paper towel dispenser. <laughs> and that um, work? And I, yeah. And I'm like, came out of the bathroom with my hand bleeding. And I was like, it's fine. It's totally fine. You were LeBron in the finals and he I, comes yeah, out with the, I, the, the I, brace on and he's. Yeah. I forget what it was, but it was, you know, something happened. And I just like, I was very calmly got up from my desk, walked into the bathroom kicked the wall and punched the paper towel dispenser <laughs> and then came back out bleeding as though there's nothing should, had happened. This is a, this is the worst show I've ever had in terms of takes. So I'm just going to like, just keep it, you know, like Go once you're, it, yeah. once you're 0 for five and you step to the plate again, you're like, screw it. I'm just going to swim for the fence. <laughs> what's, what's another strikeout? Um, I think, I think we should normalize freakouts at work. That like, cause I think, I think there, you should be able to let steam off a little bit. I think you should, totally. you should I think there should be like a room at every office where you can just like punch shit. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. It's a padded break room. Stuff. They're it's like punching padded room. Bags. You just break stuff. You just throw it, and and then you walk out, and you're like put your tie back up, and you're like, all right, and go back to work. Right, now. Like, oh, That's got it. it. Yeah, I, I mean, I as so a better. you know, especially um, as a woman in sports media, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, like you don't want like crying at work is the worst thing that could possibly yeah. happen to me, and I have done it before, and just felt like but it's like the worst feeling in the world leaving that day because you're like, oh, I let them see my weakness. So like you need yeah. there needs to be a room that's stocked with like stuffed animals, um, you know, and tissues <laughs> and you can just like rip them up and then like cry a little bit and then compose and there's a mirror so you can, can compose. Can I just yourself. say how like messed up that is that, like crying at work is I mean I guess like if if I don't know. Like that is that that seems like way too st- that seems like toxic masculinity. I don't know what yeah, toxic Mark, masculinity a, is, but that feels like it was a wildly, like the, wildly um, bad work environment. But like, if you're in general, like if you're going through a tough time in life, yeah, like it's okay to emote, isn't it? Like if you're, I don't know, if if I was at work yeah. and someone was like crying, I'd be like, hey man, what's wrong? See, that's <laughs> like, do you really want to nice. talk? Do you want to grab lunch or whatever? Like this I wish idea you'd been that, there that's... on one of my really bad days. A few years but ago. no, what what you said is like universal, though. I think that yeah. like if you if you did like Family Feud, where's the worst place to cry? You know, like the number one answer on the board is probably at work. And, I can't think of a worse place. Yeah, and I and I guess like I don't I I don't know I I want to live in a world, Charlotte, where the, there is no answer where they go work or your significant other's are... birthday dinner <laughs> what? oh boy that sounds like a story no it's really not i just thought i was like where's the worst place you the, could yeah um where's where's the, the maybe that's the email we get what's the worst place where's the worst place to start crying yeah we, you don't have to say like the reason why i think it's just like the the, the, the sheer act of like crying. i guess like in the bedroom like you're making <laughs> <laughs> you're like, all right show's over Thank you're you on guys a first date so, all right <laughs> 
Thank you for listening. We will see you on Thursday. Email us, the People Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Lock me in as the first time you sleep with someone and then you come back into the bed after you went to the bathroom and she's crying. 100%. There, there it is. I don't need, maybe you shouldn't email us because Mark just won. Um, also, though, keep the, keep the email centipede going. We, we need you guys.